Crawl Space. I am Kim Crawl, and I'm reporting you to you live. I don't know where the fuck I am, man. Uh, I am actually thinking about rearranging my office again, like because I just don't like uh, when I finally get all this on YouTube. I feel like I've been promising that for like eight years. Um, I, I, you'll see that it's just I just don't like the setup, and now I'm like facing the wall. I don't know. I think. But then I also think that's just my procrastination and my ADHD, like being freaked out by all the real tasks I have to do. So I'm like, well, I really can't get anything done until I just completely destroy my apartment and rearrange it again. And so I'm really trying to not do that and just being like, why don't we get all our tasks done? And then when we don't have this list that we have compiled to worry about that's keeping us up at night, we can then rearrange our apartment. Does anybody else have that problem? So I had, I've had, I don't know, it's not an epiphany because it's not like groundbreaking, but I've thought about, so my whole plan with, with talking about Thailand was like tell you every moment that I had and every second because I wanted to share it. And, and now it's like, it's, it, it's taking too long. And um, so I think, I think I'm just going to like share some stuff and then when other stuff comes up, but because I was like day one. I had this for breakfast and then my grab driver was named Antonio. His name wasn't Antonio. Obviously I don't remember his name, but uh, I could probably look it up if you're dying to know. Um, so, and I've also had like, and this says, of course doesn't apply to crawl space and you guys listening. I've had like this weird time sharing my trip. Like I've had a weird experience about sharing it and I don't know how to like our, and, and, and my friend who, uh, I've talked about her a lot, Bobette Powers. I, I think I'm in love with her. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, she, the one who travels all over the world, right? I saw her the other day and I was just like, I am having a really hard time readjusting to the world, my life and my world. And I'm, I'm happy to be back. Like I, I really, I do miss it there and I missed I miss it there so much, but I love it here and I'm happy to be back. But I, and, and she was like, Oh, it's, you know, you're new, you're different now. So now you're trying to figure out who you are, like the new you in this world and that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I changed in Thailand and now I'm trying to figure out who the fuck I am now. Like who, how that per, does that make sense? Like how that person exists in this world. And this is somebody who travels all the time. And she's like, yeah, that was, she remembered the first time she traveled and it was like that. And it was just like, Oh, I'm different now. Um, but I've also noticed like people will ask how Thailand was. And I talked about this the other day. As you guys know, I have a uh, new monthly Patreon podcast with uh, Maggie Mayfield. I, I'm her biggest fan. I, I'm, I, I hope I'm not her biggest fan because I'm a big, big fan, but I want her to have a billion biggest fans. Uh, but she and I were talking about how I didn't know how to share my trip with people because some people I want to share like every like intimate detail and how exciting and all this stuff. But then other people like it's like, they're like, how was your trip? And then you start to tell them like one story that like means a lot to you. And it's usually interrupted and not in a, like a malice way. Like, I don't mean it like where I feel like I'm not being just like, Oh, well this reminds me of this, you know? And it's just like, Oh, okay, well we're done talking about Thailand now, I guess, you know? And, and I, I went on a hike with a, a dear, dear friend of mine. I don't know. God, I got a texter. It's been being an adult is wild. You just like, you have all these friends that you really want to see all the time, but then you're just like tired and busy and you're like, I guess I'll see you in three weeks for another hike where we'll just catch up in the last three weeks. You know, it's just, I guess that's part of it. But, uh, we went on a hike like three weeks ago. My nose is running. That's I, that still hasn't gone away. I really miss that about Thailand is that my nose never ran. My nose never ran. I could breathe. 
I just miss it. I miss not looking like I'm like wiping the, you know, I'm like, I didn't just do like, you know, eight lines of blow last night. Now my nose is just running like a faucet and probably will start bleeding soon. Cause when you do a lot of cocaine, it bleeds. Um, I don't, you know, I know that. Uh, so I, yeah, I went on a hike with her. Ooh, I'm going to sneeze. Um, I went on a hike with her and it was like a two hour hike and I, and she wanted to hear everything and there was back and forth it wasn't like a monologue like because she's traveled all over the world too and so we like you know talked about our you know both but it was like i got to share these amazing private moments and i think just sitting here and trying out by the way if i tell you everything that happened day by day the way i was planning on doing it we would not be done talking about thailand for six months I think that's the math on that. Almost six months, which is fine. But now I have a list compiled of other shit that's happened. So we'll just, I do want to say, so I didn't get to the elephant sanctuary. I think that was like, um, I don't know. I, I mean, like, tell me if you guys think that that's reasonable. I, I don't know. I was, I was talking to someone who is a stranger that I just met and we were, and we were talking about traveling and I, tr every time I tried to tell a story, it was like interrupted with, and I'm like, why do I need to get this out? It was a very private life changing experience. I don't need like strangers to, and I don't obviously this excludes you guys, but like this random broad, I don't need her to know, you know, my life changing moment in the jungle, which I'll tell you about. Um, so when I got to the, the elephant sanctuary, actually, so when I got to Kanchanaburi, which was the town you had to stay in, uh, the night, not had to, but had to stay in the night before, uh, they recommended you stay there the night before cause the bus comes and picks you up from the bus station really early. And it's like a three hour bus ride from Bangkok to Kanchanaburi. And so by that point it was like day three, day four. Yeah. It was like day three. I don't know. I, I have it written down. Um, and I hadn't really talked to anybody. Like I hadn't, like I thought like my vision of Thailand was I was just going to show up and it was just going to be fucking solo travelers galore. And we were going to be like, let's be best friends. Like I had this like whole thing in mind. And at this point, like I'd only been into Bangkok and you know, Bangkok's like a city, like Los Angeles, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, like people do come to visit it, but it's not really like a solo travel or adventure. Like people come to Los Angeles with like their families or their best friend or husband, you know what I mean? Like it's not. And so I hadn't really talked to anybody in like three days, like anybody at all. Like I think the most, I mean, and everyone I had talked to was just like hotels or grab or, or tuk-tuks, you know, and it was like broke it was not like fluid language back and forth like we didn't speak the same language so it was you know the there was a huge communication bar barrier and so when i got to canchanaburi i chose to stay i mean i had no idea i didn't know what this town was i just wanted to stay right now like as close to the bus station as i could and so i we get there and the bu i stay in this like house it's like a house i don't know it was called guest house so it was like a big house and it was like in a like a like a neighborhood, but not a neighborhood the way you're thinking. It was like, you know, like a, like a farm neighborhood, like a small town where farms, there was a rooster staying across the street. There were so many roosters in Thailand. I'm, I became obsessed. Um, and they also, they cockadoodle do like way more than just right in the morning. They talk all that cockadoodle do. <laughs> that is what they say. Right. Um, and so I get there and my, my dorm, my, my dorm, it was a dorm. It was basically a big pink bedroom. And at this point, so at this point, like I'm not, it's going to sound so ungrateful. Like you ungrateful asshole. You're on the other side of the world. And I was kind of bummed, you know, like I was just like, I haven't made any friends. I'm kind of lonely and I'm, 
I'm a person who's alone, you know, my, in my life, like I don't have a partner and I live alone, but I'm never lonely. Like I really, I enjoy the fuck out of my own company. Like I have a nice time. I didn't, every time you mention that to people, they're like, you talk to yourself when you're by yourself. I'm like, who do you talk to when you're alone? <laughs> it's the most, like, it's so wild to me. Cause it's, it's literally the most important. It's the longest relationship you'll ever have. Like it's the only relationship you'll ever have that is always going to be there no matter what full stop, right? Like there's no, like, like you'll always have the relationship with yourself. Like there's no abandoning that. And believe me, I fucking tried many, many times in my early years. Right. Um, and, and then it's also like the most important one. So why the fuck wouldn't I enjoy my own company? So it, it was just weird because I don't get lonely. Like I'm not, I'm not a lonely person. Um, which, you know, thank God. Right. But I like, I got there and I was like, so I get in my little pink dorm room. And also I hadn't quite figured out the shower situation yet. Uh, my hotel in, um, Bangkok was if like, so basically it's like, there's like a heater situation. I think I told you this, there's like a heater that the hose connects to. And it's like the, it's the, you know, the, the shower hose that, you know, women joke about that are really fun to masturbate with. And I tried while I was there. Maybe the water pressure wasn't fine. I've tried to masturbate with those. I don't see the draw. I don't, I, and the pressure may not be off or maybe off. Maybe I'll try again. Um, but I tried, I tried, but so like that, that, that was connected to that. So there's a little, like at the bottom, there's like a faucet and you turn on the faucet and then water comes out like a faucet, like a hose faucet, right? And water comes out and then you turn on the shower and the water goes up through that and heats up in there and then comes out. I hadn't quite figured that out yet, but the one, the hotel I stayed at in Canchanaburi didn't have a hot shower because I, there was no hose at the bottom. So it was just straight through the heater. So there was no, so I hadn't really had a hot shower. I hadn't really talked to anybody. I, I was like terrified of shopping. Um, I think I told you that I, you know, cause everything was a barter, right? Everything was, you bartered. Um, not, I mean like there'd be a price set, but you would be like, how much is that? And they would go 300 bot and then you'd go, Oh no, thanks. And they'd be like, how, you know, what, what do you want to pay? And when I first got there, that terrified me. That happened with the tuk tuk where you're like, uh, he's like 300 bot and you're like, no one, 150, 100. And he's like 150 and you're like, cool. And but that, that fucking terrified me. I think the first day I walked more than I probably would have, like if it was like day five or six, you know, cause I had gotten used to it by day three, but like day one, I was just like so uncomfortable bartering. Cause we just don't have that in our, our, our country. Right. Just like prices are set and you can't be like, I don't want to pay that much for milk. I'll pay this. And then they're not like, Hmm, no, but you can pay this, you know, it's just pretty set. So it, it gave me a lot of anxiety. And so I hadn't really like, I hadn't, you know, I just hadn't experienced much yet. And I was just really nervous and I hadn't met anybody. So I was kind of lonely and then no hot shower and that kind of bums everyone out. Right. So, oh, and also my feet, the bandaid situation, dude, my feet were cut to all fucking hell because of how much I walked that first day. Not the move, by the way. I think the only time you should walk 11 miles of your comfortable walking shoes. My sandals are perfectly broken in, but you can't walk nine. Like I, I think it was 11 miles. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and so I'm walking around Canchanaburi and I'm, so I, 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 well, first I walk out and the woman who owns the, the guest house, she's like, you going to go eat. Right. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, go down into the right. And, and you know, we don't speak the same language. So it's like, well, what's over there? So I was like, all right, I'll go. So, and it was probably some of the best Thai food I had the whole time. And it was in someone's backyard. They like cooked on like the, the backyard kitchen. Um, and I walked in and I sat down and, 
and it was and you know I, I ordered and they were like and it was so funny every time I said spicy they're like spicy and I'm like yeah yeah spicy and they're like you sure I'm like yeah spicy is great and then they were like really and so I got some water and I sat down and I had this it was like shrimp pad thai I think it was so good and it was so funny because this was the first this is one of the few places that tipping was like followed by confusion right because I pay I paid I paid and then I you know I added tip and they handed the tip back and then I was like oh for you and then they handed it back and I was like for you and they were like no you paid and I was like all right and then I'm like do they not and they don't but in most places I would go they saw that I was a tourist and American and they know that in America we tip so they it was like not always expected but one broad that did my nails my I, I got a pedicure oh my god I got a pedicure and it was probably it was not there was like two, like I asked two pedicure places and one was like, one was like 700 or 1200 bot, which is like a $60 or not like a $35. I don't know. It's, not, it's over $30 pedicure. And I'm like, that's how much it is in the States. That's wild. And then another one was like 500. I should have gone with the 500, 500 bot. Cause I went with the 250, which is less than, um, what is a hundred bot is $3. So less than you do the math. Um, are around $3. So less than like, I don't know, $5 or something. Um, but when I went to go tip her, I was asking for change so I could tip her, but she was just like, no, for me. And I was like, Oh, but can I get change? And she's like, for me. And I'm like, and I, for a little bit, I was like, am I being taken? I was kind of irritated, but then I'm like, whatever. It was like, it was literally maybe 50, maybe 50 cents. Like it was not, but it was just so like, no, but in the middle of it, and then she cut my foot too. It was terrible pedicure. It was very uncomfortable. And the whole time it was at a, masu a massage parlor and I'm pretty positive. It was one where people get happy endings because this gross white guy comes out, this gross, like 60 year old white guy after moaning and moaning I mean just like and we're literally we're only separated by a curtain and I'm trying to act like I'm not noticing the moaning and the woman doing my nails I don't know she's acting like she's not noticing but she doesn't seem to mind and I'm like sitting there like what the fuck then the guy comes like the 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 whoever was massaging him comes out and she walks away and this old gross white guy comes out and his pants are undone and almost like un like completely open and undone right I don't see his penis uh, I think I might have been able to if I would have stared longer but I just like we made eye contact and then I just tried to look away because I was like I don't want to engage in that whatever man but it was just <sighs> it wasn't a great pedicure man it wasn't and you know whatever get your happy ending I, I had an argue with my buddy a couple of years ago he purposely went to get a happy ending in America like he was like oh I was looking for uh, one that would give me a happy ending and and I was like oh really and I wasn't like you guys know I'm pro sex work whatever like as long as everyone is consenting adults I literally don't give a shit but just how kind of gross he was about it and then how like weirdly defensive he got he's like don't fucking judge me I haven't had sex in so long and I was just like all right buddy I don't know man but where was I talking about so Canterbury so I don't know where anything so I you know I tried to tip this place they said no um so I was like okay so I'm like all right I'm kind of lonely I don't know what this town is so I am just going to google a bar I'll just go get a beer right I'll just I hadn't been to a bar yet since I've been there and I'm like I'll just go to a bar and get a beer and so that was another 
several that was like another five to ten mile walk <laughs> not ten but like probably like seven mile walk and again i was too nervous to get a tuk-tuk because i was too nervous about the haggling at this point it made me really uncomfortable so i just was like i'll just i would rather walk for five hours in the heat than try and and, and i changed obviously by the end of it you know by the end of the trip i was shopping and I, you know, I'm like, I, I got this rad Star Wars shirt that's like got tie all over it. I don't know. It's like a, an old school, like, like a new hope Star Wars shirt. I fucking love it. Um, and, uh, um, I, he was like, you know, actually I paid him as much as he asked cause he was like 300 bot and I was like, sold. don't think I want to, I want this shirt. And there was only one left and I didn't want anybody, whatever. But another shirt I went to get and they were like 300 bot. And I was like, Oh no, thank you. I was like, Oh, okay. And I started to walk away. And they're like, well, how much? And I was like, hundred baht. And they're like, one fifty. So I got really good at it by the time, by the end of it, right? But like the day four, I was so uncomfortable that I would just rather walk. So I'm sitting outside this bar, and I'm texting my buddy Ken Gar. I'm WhatsApping him. Um, uh, I really appreciate the people that stayed in touch while I was gone too. Could like just WhatsApped me and was just like, hey, how you know? How are you? And, and, and you know, I have a, a couple. I have my friend Romy was like, I added the. Um, Bangkok weather and wherever you were, I wanted to see where the weather was and I just wanted to make sure. So I just really appreciate it. If you were one of the people and I don't know if I've expressed it enough, but it meant a lot to me to have you reach out to make sure I was okay. And you know, I was on the other side of the fucking world. So it was just really kind of you. Um, let's make that our one lucky broad today that I'm one lucky broad that I had uh, a handful of you that, that uh, reached out and I just really thank you. Um, uh, I know a lot of you, a lot of listeners, you don't have my number, so I understand. I don't mean that. I just mean my like my best friend from uh, of life, uh, twenty years, Mark, and then my other best friend, Katie. Like they, like you know, there was like a handful of really good friends that just like reached out just to make sure I was okay and safe and having a good time. And it's just, I, I, I don't know if I expressed how much that meant to me, because um, you know, it was it was a little. It was I, I, scary. Yeah, that's the right word. I don't want to be like, I'm not brave. But yeah, I was, you know, it's, uh, that was an experience. First time out of the country as an adult and I was alone and I didn't know anybody or anything and it was scary and it was nice to have. So I was texting with Ken and I was just like, this doesn't usually happen, but I feel lonely. Like I haven't felt lonely in a very long time, like decade. You know, I just don't, I like hanging out. I have a good time by myself. We laugh a lot. Um, I'm hilarious. We're hilarious. Uh, but so like I was feeling lonely and you know, he was like, you should be your own best friend. Like I, and I think he was kidding, but I was like, yeah, dude, I already am. Like, it's not about me not finding myself. I already found her. We love hanging out together. It's just, I just haven't talked to another person really in, you know, without some sort of language barrier where you can't really like you're, you know, and in, in Bangkok, it's like some people were helpful. They just weren't, they weren't interested in my friendship is what the bottom line is. So, I'm sitting here having a beer and this guy walks by and uh, he's like, you know, he, he just smiles and says hi. And I'm like, hi. And then we talk for like, a, he's from England. We talk for a half a second and then he walks away and I was like, well, I kind of talked to somebody that was nice. And then I went and got a massage. I learned, I don't, unpopular opinion. I don't care for those. I do not. I do not care for those. Um, I know people, I, I don't know. Um, it was fine. I, it's just, I'm, I'm just tense. I'm just a tense person. And I don't think uh, beating it out of me, I think my tense is more an inside job for me. Um, and beating it out of me is not going to make it better. It just makes it worse. And then, and, and then I also, I tried again later and I did it with a, like a, 
like a bananas sun sunburn. I don't know why I thought in the world that was the move. Uh, but oh man, so something that already is like really painful for me was oh it was, it was a nightmare. It was a fucking nightmare, and so I went and got a massage and it was fine. I met a couple cats. They were the cats in this 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 country were just delightful um so friendly so uh so i get the and then i come out and then as i'm walking i see my friend and i made friends with and the guy who walked by and said hi his name was mark and i asked if i could join him and he said of course and then we sat and we spent a lovely evening we went he took me down you know it was my first friend in thailand it was so uh it was so and i posted about it on instagram you saw you saw that um but yeah, we went and had a couple beers and the hospitality, man, like, so we walked across this train track, um, which I would have go, gone to a few, a few days later at the elephant sanctuary, um, is railroad track that was built by prisoners of war in, uh, in, for in world war two. And, um, yeah, it's just a lot of people died, a lot of that. So we walked the second day that I was at the elephant sanctuary, um, when they were doing like the tour that I'd already been on. They brought uh, my friend that I met at the Hannah, the the um, sanctuary brought me to the caves. So I saw both ends of this um, railroad track, and you can see that on my stories if you want to, or my Instagram. Um, I'm still gonna post all of my Thailand trip in day in day increments. So we'll get some of them, but so. We go across the thing and this woman has like a, like a bar set up. Like it's like a, it's in her backyard though. It's like her backyard and she has like a little bar set up and then she has like things she made for sale. And so we buy two beers and I'm like, I really have to go to the bathroom. And she was like, oh, the bathrooms are, are broken. And I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know if it was a look on my face, like oh, I might have to pee outside, but she, this woman like brought me into her home and was like, just come into my home and and you, so I'm like in this woman's home, you know, you take off your shoes, you go in. It's just like the hospitality and the kindness in this country was just, it, it was, it was, it was unlike anything I've experienced here. Um, and it was funny because like when I first got there, like that language is like how it's, it sounds abrupt to my like English American ears, right? The yelling back and forth. So when you get to a bus stop, it's just like people just like are yelling in your face and tie. And then they just like put you on a bus and you go, well, I hope I'm in the right place. And I hope I get to Canchanaburi. And I did the whole time, the whole time. I just got where I was supposed to go. But it, it, like once I got like, once I got used to that and realized that it was just so kind, everyone was so kind. Um, Americans are loud too. So I'm sure it sounds the same um, when it's a different language, you know, whatever. But and so I made friends with him and then we went down to another restaurant that was like on the river and had a, and there was like lizards just like crawling on the table. It just was so cool. Then I went to the elephant sanctuary and it was, it was just, I met some, I, I, I made a, um, my second friend, Hannah Lore. Uh, she's from, oh my God, where is she from? Belgium, Belgium, I think. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and she like, she goes there once a year and stays at this particular sanctuary for like three weeks. So she's close to everyone that works there. She's close and she's learning Thai. And it's like, I just like, it was the first place that I felt like a home in, you know? 
And and at first place that I realized like we don't have to and I know I know this intellectually, but I like like felt it. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to speak the same language to fucking communicate and have a good time and laugh. And it was just like two days of just that. And and I made friends from Singapore who she's I'll post all the videos of her too. She messaged me and she's like, You gotta come to Singapore and just hang out with me and my family. It was so funny, her husband. Um, I, we were asking about how old everybody was on the bus on the way to the elephant sanctuary. And we get to him. He's like, oh, I'm older than everybody. And I was like, I bet you're not that old man. He's like, I bet I am. And then he's like, I'm 40. I'm like, I'm 42 or 40 also. And he's like, what? And so all day, every time anything would happen, we'd look at each other. We'd be like 1982, baby. It was just, it was just, ah, oh. and the elephants and, and you know what, this sanctuary, so, um, and when I left, I, I talked to a few people about this particular, it's called Elephant Haven. If you ever go to Thailand and you want to go to a, a ethical elephant sanctuary, um, this is the one. I did quite a bit of research and then afterwards when I was talking to people like a, around Thailand about like, they were like, oh, what elephant sanctuary did you go to? And I'm like, oh, I went to I'm burping. I'm so sorry. So gross. Um, I'm going, I, I went to this one. Uh, they're like, Oh, that one is one of the, the best, like, like best ones. There was this broad who I posted a picture of it. And first of all, Thailand elephants and African elephants are very different in size. Like, and so this woman on my Facebook, like who posted it and everybody comments like these lovely things. And she's like, Oh, yuck. That elephant is sickly and, and, and skinny. It's so sad. Like something I just, I just, and I looked at my new friends, other friends that I made that I'll tell you about hopefully in this episode, because my God, it's going to take forever, um, which is fine. It's fine. I, I get some in my head, but um, I, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. I said to my, my friends that I made a couple days later on the islands, I was like, is this a, I would rather be happy or would I rather be my right moment? Like, do I block her and never talk to her again? Or do I bury her with my words or do I just let it go? And both of them were like, let it go. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, yeah, why am I so mad? But she just like, it, I just don't understand on social media. I'm pretty happy on social media. Like people are like, you know, it's toxic. It's this, it's that. Like when anyone from my life that like no one in my like immediate life does this, but like anyone from my like life, my whole life starts saying like racist, misogynist, like homophobic, transphobic, anything shitty. I, if it's a person and none of my family does this. So like, I've never had to deal with like family member. I mean, one family member was like super religious and Trump, but she, she, the trash took itself out. She blocked me a long time ago um, or unfriended me. I don't know. She's been gone for a long time. So I haven't had to do anything with that. Like normally when you're pretty open about how you feel about people just getting basic rights, uh, the, the, uh, the Trumpies of the world usually let themselves out. But if someone that's like, close to me like someone like if it's someone that I don't care if I ever talk to again I just unfriend them I don't give a shit like I don't you're not gonna stress me out on my phone on my like computer phone you know what I mean but if it's like someone that like I'm gonna see again and they post something I don't care for I just mute them it's as simple as that and so I just don't understand so this woman this elephant that she deemed so sickly if that bothered her that much either unfriend me or mute me but why on earth do you need to be like I'm gonna say something shitty so usually when people say something shitty I just block them or delete them but I didn't remember it until really just now and I'll probably forget as soon as this thing's over so that's how much I don't care anymore but when I was there I was just like what a shitty thing so ah oh, the elephants um 
there was a moment. So th- yeah, this was the first place that I like really started to feel at home. And the first day was magical. And you saw the videos and you saw the Instagram post. It was just unreal just being there. But the second day, you know, we went to the caves, as I said, Hannah Laurie took me there. Cause like there's whoever stay, like most people don't stay overnight. I stayed overnight. So you're like volunteering. So we cleaned up the elephant poop, which was fun. Um, and I, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. It's not, I was like, she's like, you're going to help me clean up the poop. Cause no one's been an overnight volunteer. And that's been my job every, every day for three weeks. And I was like, okay. She's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, of course. I like when I saw it was a volunteer situation, I was expecting to like do some work. That's the only work I did really. Um, but so the second day I was basically, I, you know, like I had known everybody for 24 hours. I've, you know, I've been there. Basically I was allowed to go to the bathroom, like trade through the jungle by myself and go to the bathroom. So at one point everyone's at the river with the elephants are swimming. Most of the elephants are swimming. All the people from the second day are out there getting their pictures and all the stuff that I got to do the day before. And I, I'm walking back from the jungle and so I'm in the middle of the jungle and I'm all by myself and I don't know this I, I shared this on the uh, with Maggie the other yesterday when we were uh, recording for our our patreon show but um, so I'm in the jungle and I, I felt this this sense of urgency the whole time I'd been in Thailand what it had been like four days right like everything just felt very like hurry up and get there hurry up and get there okay hurry because that's the way we live our lives really here, you know, like right now I'm recording this and then right after I have to finish this one thing and then I got to go here and then I got this job and then I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just always like, go, 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 go. What's the next thing? Like we, and our society, like our culture rarely, rarely lets people to just rest. Like I was exhausted the last two days and I just slept and I slept. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel fine now. And, but I felt so guilty for like not getting this big to do list done. And, and so like I'm in the jungle and I, I do this thing and I encourage you to do it too. Cause it's, I don't know, healthy, helpful, but like I check in with myself and like out loud. Um, so I stop in the jungle and I was just like, what is up? I was like, what's going on crawl? You know, you're like, you're a crawl ski, you know, I used to call my, but when I'm being serious, I call myself crawl. Um, like what's going on, man? Like you're like anxious. And is it because you were in a weird, a new place, like a strange place that you've never been and you're just anxious about what's going to happen? Are you just like, I want to hurry up and get to the next thing? And I just had this moment where I was like, you have everything planned the way it's like, you have everything that needs to be planned, planned like hotels and, you know, transportation and the things that you want to do, you know? And, and I was like, but you can just be here, just be here. You don't have to hurry up and get to the river. You don't have to hurry up because tonight you got to, you got to take a, you got to make sure you get to the bus stop so you can get to the three hour bus rides and get back to Bangkok. So you can make sure, you know, like I just kept being like running my, my next three itineraries in my, in a row. And like, I'm a chess player, you know what I mean? Like not literally, but like in my brain, like I, I'm like eight steps ahead at all times because I, you know, I'm fight or flight. I grew up in trauma. And so like, I'm always like eight steps ahead for my safety. And I was just like, you don't have to do that here. You're safe. Let's just be in this moment. And I remember so clearly in my brain and since coming back, and I think that that's one of my hard things that I'm having a hard time readjusting to this world is that I'm, I want to bring that back here and it's hard to do it here. And 
But anytime I feel that way, I can like clearly see the jungle sky, right? I looked up and the sky was beautiful and I was covered, you know, you know, surrounded by jungle trees. I think I took videos and put them on Instagram. Like I just beautiful jungle trees. And as I'm breathing and feeling that my favorite elephant comes out of the jungle and we have this like moment with each other where I just like pet her. Her name was Nerndern, I think. <laughs> I think I'm saying Nerndern. I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard because it's just it's just a Thai name and I, I think I'm just butchering it. And it's my, like the next night I was with my buddy who was randomly in Bangkok or that night I was with my buddy who was randomly in Bangkok and he's like, what's your favorite elephant's name? And I was like, Nerndern? He goes, why are you not, why do you not know? <laughs> that you're your favorite elephant. And I think that's what, but so Nerndern comes out and I think I just say it dopingly. So Nerndern comes out and she and I just have this like moment in the fucking jungle where it was just like, I don't know if you're a religious man, but if there's a universe or a higher being, it was just literally like this like confirmation of just like breathe and be in this moment. And I was for the rest of the trip and I'm trying to bring that back here and it's harder here. I mean, for a number of reasons, obviously not just because of our hustle culture, you know, but also for our, you know, our, um, all kinds of things, you know, I mean, uh, a hustle culture, but also it's, it's when I was there, I had, I knew like I'm on vacation. I don't like the word vacation. I never, when people are like, or oh, is this for business or are you on vacation? I'm like, I guess I'm on vacation. Um, I don't know why, but I've always been like, yeah, I guess this is a vacation. It sounds very weird. And it's probably something that happened back in the, the, the bizarre, uh, whatever days, um, the childhood days, who knows the bizarre, whatever days. Um, and then I, you know, and you know, when I left that elephant sanctuary, Hannah Laurie gave me an elephant keychain that I, I have in my bedroom. I'm not going to put on my keychain because I don't want to get dirty. And she just went friendship. And, and then we both cried and it was just like, just like the connection there. I mean, the, the, the kid that like read, like was one of the tour guides, Charlie, he was like this young kid who'd been working since he was like seven and just supporting his mom. I don't know. He told me a heartbreaking, beautiful story and just the souls you met there. And, and, and so then I took a three hour bus back to Bangkok. I, my buddy randomly was in Bangkok. Um, he, he, I've known him for God, 15 years. I don't know. He's, he's my old boss from big Wang's friend. <laughs> and so we've been friends forever. And he was, you know, he was like, let's have a drink. So I was staying at a place called Kosan road, which was a, um, a very touristy spot. My buddy, my, my buddy who had given a lot of the recommendations that I had done in Bangkok said that that was a really touristy spot. And if, and I thought, you know, fuck it, I'll just stay there one night just to see what the touristy spot is like. And I went there my last night, mostly cause I had done zero shopping and I was like, I probably ought to do some shopping before I leave. Um, and that place was like, probably had all of the stuff that every other place that I had been that I wanted would be at. And I was dead on, but like it was, it was a more, if you live in Hollywood or if you've been to Hollywood, it was a more chaotic Hollywood Boulevard. I could just, a lot of people, a lot of like, you know, people handing you things, trying to sell you things. Like it's just like a lot of, so we're sitting at this bar and we're having uh, Negronis of all things. And, um, and he's like, if you, 
I was like, wow, the people watching here, right? And a scorpion goes by, you can eat scorpions. And I didn't eat any scorpions until with him. I, we were like, no, no. But my last night I went to Cozan Road and I was sitting at that same bar. I'm sitting with these two uh, guys from, I think, Switzerland. And we're talking or whatever. And, the, and, and somebody comes over and asks about the scorpion. And they're like, we just ate one. You should eat one. I have a video of it. So I'll post a video of it. Um, and I ate the scorpion. But I didn't eat it the first night. It was fine. It was salty and crunchy and probably what we'll have to eat someday when we have killed the rest of our food supply and the human race is about to go extinct as well because we've used up all the resources that the planet has given us so they stop producing until they can effectively kick us off and start blooming again by they i mean the earth um uh, but yeah, so like that, that's what I said. The two Switzerland guys were like, yikes. And I was like, but it's true. We're going to have to eat bugs one day. Uh, but they were, it was fine. It was, I'll post a video of it. But so we're sitting there. And I was like, great people watching. And he goes, have you ever been to the red light district? And I was like, no. And I didn't think I wanted to go. And he's like, pretty good people watching. And we went to both red light districts. And you know what happens in Vegas? I'm just kidding. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was, there were, there were, uh, it was fun and funny and then kind of sad because, you know, you'd see the, 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 prostitutes I, I were a varying degree of, of some were like very excited to be there. Right. And some were really young and you could tell were like, probably needed to be there to support other people, right? It was like, some were really, it was sad. And I was looked at my buddy and I was like, can we just give her a, a thousand baht and just send her, just buy her for the night and just tell her to go home and be home alone? And he was like, we could, but it would just, she would stay and just make the extra money. So we wouldn't be, you know, it was, and then they're the lady boys. And I, I think I told you guys like, like two episodes ago that I was like, that is so offensive. But then I got there and I was like, oh no, that's actually what they call themselves. And that is, you know, if that's what they want to call it. Yeah, I'll call them that. Right. But so there was, it was, it was a varying degree. Some were big. There was one woman who just showered the whole time while we just sat there. I drank 40 gin and tonics while we just sat there and drank our drinks and watched this woman shower and dance. It was it was funny and a little sexy and kind of weird. And then I came back to the hotel. Oh, and then I had my first hot shower. I, I, I would make love to this hot shower. I did. That was the one I did try to make love to. And I was like, I don't get the draw of the, the, the detachable shower head and masturbating with it. I don't know if that's way too much information, but I don't get the draw. I tried and I was like, no, I just want to shower. Um, and then a literal rave happened outside of my room until like, I don't know, I got back at like 3am and it went on and fi finally at like, like 4am, like an hour of it, I like went down to the front desk. I got a little mad and I will say, you'll be like, oh, you had 40 gin and tonics. No, I wasn't super drunk by that time. I I fell asleep in the crab on the way back. So I was like pepped up. Um, from the 40 gin and tonics. And so I went down and I was just like, Hey, um, cause I went, I had to walk through other parts of the hotel and they weren't nearly as loud. And I was just like, Hey, is there any way I can switch rooms? Like there's like a literal rave. Like literally I don't, I bartend raves and it was as loud as me being in a fucking rave. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And this woman just went, 
you know what you signed up for when you when you decided to stay with us. And I have been sitting on, do I leave a bad review or do I just let it go like the girl with the elephant? I don't know, but I got really upset. And then I went back to the hotel and I was like, this is bullshit. And then I discovered that my earbuds had white noise option and I fell asleep. And I woke up super hungover and had to catch a flight from uh, to down to the islands to start my island adventure. And... So I, this will be the last story of the day. Um, cause I want to tell you, I, I worked at golf tournament and I have, I have some jokes, um, not jokes, but updates. Uh, so, um, updates, I don't know if that's the, but so I, um, so the, so the first stop after I, so I flew into Suratani and the first stop, uh, where I needed to get to Kotao and I hadn't, I figured out how to get to Kotao from Kotao to Kosamui, which was the next Island I went to, but I like didn't know how to get to Kotao. And, but I just figured like everything else, like I'll just show up and it'll probably work out and look, it did work out. It really did. But so I fly the, first of all, this, uh, the airline I flew with, I was in the, um, what is it called? The emergency exit row. And when, and in this airline, I'm burping. I'm so sorry. Gross. Um, I'm doing this like mimicking cleanse. Remember when I did this like right before I left for Thailand? Well, apparently you have to do it every three weeks, three times in order to get the full benefits. So the company I'm doing it with, they're like, yeah, we want you to start it now and in three weeks do it again. And it's day two. Yesterday was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But I had also eaten my like weight and cheesecake the day before. So I'm sure my body was just like, where's the cake? We want salt. Um, so now it's a little bit better, but I am a little belchy. If you want to join me in the next three weeks, I do have a discount code. Um, it's it, the links in my bio on my Instagram. It's called Prolon, and it's like a five. This is not an ad. I mean, I am it is an ad when I put it on Facebook, but I'm just now telling you what I'm doing. But it's making me a little burpy because I'm drinking a lot of water. Uh, the last time I did it, I didn't poop at all, and now I'm pooping, which is fantastic. But I'm pooping. I guess this is your poop scoop. I don't know. Yesterday, uh, after I ate that cheesecake on Sunday, I mean, I, I did background on a commercial on Sunday, um, which was a lot of fun. And um, I love doing, I, I would rather be in the commercial, of course, but I love doing the background on the commercial because they just treat you so much better than they do on these like random shows if you ever do background on them. And it's basically the people, if we're non- Hollywood people it's the the people in TV shows and ba just the people in the background and everything you watch it's you just go and then you mimic and you and it's I there are a few places I feel as insecure in my life as I do doing background work because when I first moved to LA I, I was working in this phone room don't worry we'll get back to the islands but I was working in this phone room and my um and, and then I wanted to get out of that and I wanted to start working background work and I was so nervous to do it, right? Like I like would walk to the place and much like the hair modeling thing. I would like walk to the place or drive to the place and then I'd panic and go home and I wouldn't do it for, and then I started doing extra work, you know, after probably a year of wanting to sign up and being scared. And then my boss in the phone room, who was just like a, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about that guy. He was so nice to me. But then I found out years later that he like used to look at the guy I would sit next to and just say like creepy comments about how, if this guy was fucking me or not. And I'm like, oh my God, I was like your daughter's age and you used to talk to me about your daughter. And then you would like behind us so fucking creepy, but whatever. Um, 
but he like wouldn't let me go part time. He let every like if someone asked to go part time, they're like he was like yeah, but he was like no, I'm not gonna let you do that. And I don't know if it was a power struggle or what, but it doesn't matter now. But it was just a weird. But when I wanted to, when I finally quit that job to go do extra work, and I lived with this girl who was really shaming about extra work. She said that. Um, all of our friends were in the movie industry, right? And all of them were not actors and behind the scene and pretty successful. And she told me that our friends were embarrassed by me because I was an actress and even more embarrassed that I was in background. And I was, you know, it was like 24. So I was like, oh, oh my God. So now I still have that. And it's so funny because now, I don't know, like, not probably like five, seven years ago or something. I was hanging out with one of our buddies that, uh, that quote was so embarrassed by me being an actress and being doing background. And we were hanging out. He's married. He's married to an actress and he's a editor on a bunch of big shit. Right. And so I was like, you know, I, I told him, I was like, yeah, she told me that you guys were like really embarrassed that I was an actor and even more embarrassed that like I was doing background. And it turns out this woman sometimes just like to say mean things to people just, for funsies, I guess. Um, we're, she's she's in the balcony of my life. Uh, but the, so he was like, "What? No, nobody felt that way at all." He's like, "My wife's an act. My wife's an actress, and she's struggling, and she's she's you know doing this and that, and she's done background. I've done background, and I was like, but I still have this weird shame, not shame, but like insecurity that I'm doing background. But I had fun. It was fun, and I got paid well, so it was rad. But so." And I got fed really good food, including this cheesecake piece that was like not, oh yeah, this is your poop scoop kind of. Guys, you got to send me your poop scoop stories. I, I today said to myself out loud, said, it's alarming how many stories you have about you pooping your pants. It's a, it's, it's, you got to get it together. Like out loud. And then I laughed because. I have fun with myself, but I got to get it to Like I can't poop my pants for the, for the podcast. I'm kind of willing to, but I'm not going to. So if you've pooped your pants or you've come close or you have an embarrassing poop story or like just anything poop related that you think is funny, please send it to me at Kim at gmail.com. K Y M K R A L S P A C E at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, I ate, I ate that and it was, I mean, this piece of cheesecake was like a cheesecake. Like when I picked it up, the girl I was sitting with, she was like, yeah, that's like a, like, that's like a, those pieces are like a whole cheesecake. I'm like, I wonder how big this fucking cake was because they're so big and I don't eat dairy often. And I think if you don't eat dairy often, um, the move is not to on a set of a commercial of a job you're working to eat like a block of cheese and then have to continue moving around and working. Oh man, the bloat and the gas. And I was like, thank God we were outside and there was enough people that like rarely when you're gassy and you're farting it up, nobody ever guesses. It's the, like the, the cute lady, no one ever lady. I don't know. I used to be like young girl, but now I'm like middle, middle aged. Um, but no one ever expects it's the pretty girl ever, right? Like the, 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 no one thinks it's the pretty person. They always think it's like, which is, by the way, it's usually the pretty person. Every pretty, every pretty broad I know is so gassy and gross. I used to have a joke about that. Like the hotter the girl, the grosser the shit she does to get that hot. So like if you're ever a place and like someone's like, ew, someone farted. And then people are like, well, it can't be the hot chick. It's always the hot chick because we got tummy issues. I know I included myself as a hot chick, but I think that's true. So I don't care. Um, 
So a lot of gas, a lot of gas. And then I got in my car and I thought I sharted and I thought I sharted for the 25 minute ride home. And I know that you're probably like, why didn't you just pull over and get out? Cause I don't know. You get out. Like if I did shart, what was I going to do? Like get naked in the gas station and throw away my underwear. You know what I mean? Like I, I, and then like put it back on, like clean myself. I, I don't know. Like what was I going to do? So I was like, I'll just drive home. But the whole way home, I was like, man, I haven't sharted in a while. I can't believe I sharted and I got home and it was a false alarm. So I spent 25 minutes of my life just like planning on like really heavily debating what I was going to do with the underwear. Cause it was, it was a pair of underwear that I really like and I, I just wasn't ready to like part ways with it. But so for 25 minutes, I heavily debated if I had to throw away that underwear and then I got home and instead of, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how normal humans act around this situation, but instead of just being like, oh, I didn't poop. I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to throw away that or I don't have to like pretend that I threw away that underwear. Like when I shit my pants years ago on the 405, the first story I ever told anybody about me pooping my, probably the first time I think ever that I pooped my pants as an adult. I told everyone I threw away those shorts and I just bought new shorts. Now nah, I kept the shorts. I liked the shorts and I didn't know if I could find them again. So I just washed them. It was fine when I peed my pants a few years ago. Wow. Now I'm just spiraling out. But like I didn't, I, those, it's hard to find long pants as abroad. So I was like, I can't trash these, but they did faintly smell like piss for sometime after like three or four washes. This is why I'm always freaked out when someone I find attractive is like, I'm going to listen to your podcast. I'm like, great. That's cool. Glad you're going to support that. And then I made new friends who I'm about to tell you about um, in Thailand. And last week they were like, oh, we listened to your, we listened to an episode. And I was like, oh, I don't think they thought I was cool though. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so I didn't know how I were back to the islands. I didn't know how I was going to get from the airport to Kotao, but I was like, well, I can't be the only one. So I get, I'm calling this number and they're like giving me other numbers and they start hanging up and then they wouldn't answer. And then they started answering, but just not answering. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to go outside this airport and see what happens. So I see this lady and I, I'm like, hi, I need to go. And she's like dressed in like airport stuff. And it's obvious she's directing people where to go. And half the people that are, that are standing around or want to go to Koh Samui where I'll be in two days or, um, Kotao or Kopanyan. Um, so I was like, uh, you know, I want to go to Kotao. And she's like, wait right here. I'm like, okay. So then like everything in Thailand, uh, I get directed to a bus and you get on the bus, you put your shit in the bus and you're like, hopefully this takes me to where I want to go. So on the bus, she's like, Kotao, you're going to take an overnight ferry. And I'm thinking it's probably not going to be comfortable, but it's probably going to be fine. Like it's probably going to be like close quarters, but we'll probably get our own like bed, right? There'll probably just be like bunk beds or something. You know, my friends. It was like two really big beds at the bottom of the boat and on the top boat, two other really big beds. And I will post a video in that when I, when Crawl Space posts, I will show you th this whole day and I will show you this ferry. Now, first of all, we get up, we, we get there. It takes a couple hours to get there, maybe an hour and a half or whatever. We get there. I pay the woman for the, the, and my ticket is a picture. This woman WhatsApped me. So someone she messaged someone and was like, this person has a ticket. That person took a picture of the ticket and then she sent it to me on WhatsApp. And I was like, 
did I just get scammed? But it didn't feel like I did because everyone else on the boat was trying to go to Kotao and they all did the same thing. So I was like, all right. It was just, so I went up to the, the booth and I was like, here's my ticket. She's like, great. So I signed whatever and then she gave me a ticket and then I walked over to the ferry, which is this big fucking boat. And the only way to get on this boat was this tiny piece of plywood that you just had to like, it was like a piece of plywood that I I wish I known people at this point to ask them to take a video of me trying to get up that plywood. Like somebody had to take my suitcase and hand it to me because it was like I all but was like on the ground, like climbing up with all fours. It was so and it was over the ocean. You're like, the last thing I need is just to fall in the ocean. So I go in there and I don't know where my bunk is, but I just put it down on the first bed and I'm like, okay, well, people are coming and everyone's kind of going downstairs and I don't want to be alone up here. Right. So this guy walks by and I was like, where's everybody else? And he's like, oh, we all put our stuff downstairs. And I was like, oh, maybe I should do that too. And I was like, can I stay with you, with you and your friends? And he's like, of course. And he's this smoking hot Brit, right. Um, who recently unfollowed me on Instagram and I don't know why I'm taking it way more personally than I should. I didn't fuck the guy. Like who cares? But I also saw that he unfollowed me, but he didn't unfollow any of our new friends and I was like so it's personal he also did ask me to sleep with him on a beach a couple of days later and I didn't I said no I'm way too old to be bunking on the beach he was like 22 so I don't know why I'm taking it so personally but I really am and I think I'm just gonna refollow because I unfollowed him I was like fuck that guy but now it's been like two weeks and I'm like kind of hurt my feelings um I get unfollowed all the time though that's the thing I get unfollowed constantly um I have very strong opinions that I think are right uh that I know are right. So I, um, yeah, so I asked him, I'm like, I'm like, can I, you know, what time does the boat leave? He's like, not till 10. And I was like, okay, so he's with like four other people that I think they're all like in a group. And I was like, do you mind if I go with you guys or you guys going to go to dinner or something? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So we walked down and we're all walking through the thing. And I walked by, I'm walking up front with this guy and his girlfriend. And, you know, I was like, so it leaves at 10. I'm like, should we get dinner? And he goes, there is no way I'm getting on that boat sober later. And I was like, yes, good call. So it turns out this is where I met Dean and Shauna, who became my favorite people in Thailand. And they were the ones who said they listened to it. And then I was like, oh, I'm a little insecure that you're listening. I hope I made you laugh. Um, I met them. And the other two were 18-year-olds from uh, oh, one of them. Nora has my heart. She was just like this, like just... Like, you know, when you meet like a child, like she's 18, but like she was like eons, light years older than 18. Like she's been here before and she was just so like graceful. It was just so like we just had a really nice moment connection. And then Holly was a sweetheart and they were from Switzerland and Sweden, which apparently a lot of us including maybe me thought it was the same place until that moment and thank god they were graceful but they were my like first like so i met mark i had hannah Lore, but this is my first like so we go and we get drinks and there's alfie the guy who unfriended me if you're listening to this you hurt my feelings refollow me <laughs> um and then there's shauna and dean and i like I for the first time when I got there I finally felt like I had like friends and I felt like we're all laughing and we had a great time we had a bunch of beer I had whiskey I had whiskey with no ice which really confused everyone they like came out with it and then they like put one ice can I was like it's fine because like most people get like whiskey when I drank whiskey a few days later with a uh, uh people uh Thai people from Thai uh, on Koh Samui uh, they were all drinking Jack and Coke or whiskey and Coke and I was like no I don't really like pop so I'll I'll just drink the whiskey and I like sipping whiskey I like sipping whiskey right so whatever 
So we have that, and then we decide to get a bottle of something. We go back to the boat. We go back to the ferry. We go down in our basement, and everyone's down there. And we, you know, we're like the cool kids. We got the booze, and a lot of people are coming, going. One guy, it was like ten thirty, and this guy was like, "Hey." I'm going to want to sleep. So you guys can't be up all night. You need to go outside if you're going to hang out. And we were like, it's 1030, dude. It's not three in the morning. Like, get out of here. Fuck off. And this is where I found out that Americans all tell people where they're from specifically and that people from all over the world don't really need that or care. Um, Because I met another American. He was on the other side of the boat. And he's like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Denver, but I live in Los Angeles. And this girl who later I found out she was not a very nice person, but there is a reason I don't think she liked me for you know in her defense i'll get to it um but she was like you americans all have to tell each other where you're from and i'm like well america's big and so like when you're you know well like if he's from america that could be trillions of places right and and then i also started telling people i was from los angeles because it curtailed all the trump questions because then it was like oh you're progressive and you're not homophobic or dumb okay um so that's why I started saying Los Angeles because I'm like, oh, I live in California. I'm from, you know, I'm from Denver, whatever. But she was cunty about it. So then we go outside. So first of all, okay. I'm, so I meet this. Here we go. This We're going to end this story with this. This is, this is, I wonder where this guy is now and what version of this story he is telling because it's for sure. Oh man, poor Bim. Every, 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 I don't know, every now and then one of us would go, oh, poor Bim. So, we meet Bim. Bim is like a 23-year-old, 6'3", attractive man from Holland. And he's sitting outside with me. And he's, you know, we're flirting. And he's very handsome and charming. And it's great, right? And then the girl, he's like, Americans always need to say it. She's next to him. And she is not friendly towards me. But they're obviously not together because they're not acting, you know, whatever. Like, she went to sleep in her own bed. And Bim came and slept in my bed. And so Bim came and slept in my bed and he was this big bear of a blanket. It was so wonderful. So the toilet situation, I don't even know how to describe this. So the toilet situation was like at the, like we were at the middle layer and then there was another layer you went down at like level you went down and then the toilet was like a bowl in the ground and then you sat on it and then there was another bucket of water next to it with a bowl where you would dump in there and it was wet and sloshy and it was very and it the boat was moving a ton like I got so I threw up three times <laughs> so the first time I gotta go to the bathroom and I'm wearing a romper dude I'm wearing a romper and everything in there is soaking wet with either seawater or piss so I, I asked Bim if he'll come down there with me so Bim gets out of bed walks me down there and then I take all of my clothes off so I'm just I'm not wearing any clothes and I hand Bim so good for Bimmy he saw me naked so I hand Bim my clothes I'm like hold those I don't want them to get any piss or seawater on them and then I'm like but you also have to hold me Bim because I don't want to sit on the bowl because the bowl's not sturdy and it's also covered in piss and I can't squat because the boat is moving too much so you've got to hold me up Bim so I'm holding Bim and I'm peeing but I have a nervous bladder so it's taking me a minute to like pee so Bim and I are just sitting in this room that's just moving it's covered in water he's holding all my clothes and I'm just squatted over the thing trying to pee I finally pee that whole commotion makes me want to puke so we walk up to the second level and I just go Bim you gotta hold my hair and then I go over at the edge and I just start throwing up and you're like will you drink all that whiskey no I I had been hung over 
like a few days later, I was hung over on a similar, on a fair, on a big ferry, um, coming off of Molly. That's a fun story. I'll tell you in another episode cause we're almost running out of time, but, and I didn't get sick at all. Like I, this boat was like an overnight ferry is a very different experience. I was on like 25 other boats after this and had been drinking on some of them and not on others. And I, this boat was rough. So before you be like, well, you were drinking. Nope. I just got seasick. So I, I'm puking over the edge and Bim's holding my hair. Now we have made out at this point. So we go back in there and Bim, we make out some more, um, which I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't care, but I feel like you should probably care some, right? And so then I throw up two more times. Now, after the second time of throwing up, we come back into our little bed and which is basically sharing a big bed with a, like 19, like, like 30 other 20 year olds, right? I am by far the oldest one on the boat. Dean is a close second, but not, but everyone else is like 22 or 19, right? We're like, why, how, what, what? So Bim and I are in bed now on our big bed with everybody and Bim tries to have sex with me. I'm like, I'm not fucking you, Bim. There's some there was some other broad that wanted to have sex with Bim who was like 18 and he was like, she likes me, but I like you. So let's hurry up and go to bed so I don't hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm like, I don't know, Bim, if you want to have sex, you probably ought to go with her because I'm not banging you in this big bed. And he was like, that's fine. So of course he tries to have sex with me. Guys always do that. You're like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And they're like, that's fine, but I'm definitely going to try. I'm definitely going to be mad even though you already told me no. Um, so we're in there. Bim's like, then Bim pulls out his dick and he's like, just put your mouth on it a little bit. And I was like, no, I'm not blowing you on this boat, Bim. So then I get up and I'm like, Bim, I got to puke again. You got to help me. So Bim for the third time comes out and holds my hair and we're walking back. He goes, I'm not kissing you anymore. And I was like, yeah, why were you kissing me this whole time? I've puked through two other times and you were still making out with me. So we go to bed, we go to sleep. I guess Bim did not have the slumber that I did. I fell asleep. I, after I was able to like, after I got it all out and then I was able to fall asleep, I was fine. But Bim also was this big man. We were right under the air conditioning. At one point he woke me up. He's like, it's really cold. And I was like, oh, turn off the air. So we turned off the air and then I went right back to sleep. But Bim was just used, I was just using Bim as like a giant, poor Bim, as a giant blanket. So we woke up the next morning. It's 8 a.m. We walk out into the like sea, right? It's beautiful. We walk out. My hotel is going to come get me. Sean and Dean's hotel is like five minutes from my walking distance, right? So I'm like, just get on my like truck because my hotel was sending me a big truck, which is like basically a pickup truck that you put all your shit and yourself in the, in the bed of it, right? And um, so I look at them. We're all out there standing there and he's, and everyone's like, how did everyone sleep? And Bim is so mad. Bim is just glaring at me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, do you want to, hey, I'm going to be on Kotel for a few days. Do you want to hang out again, Bim? I, I, I showed you my, um, I showed him my WhatsApp and then I like walked away and then I came back and I was like, yeah, we should hang out again. And he was just like, I took a picture of it. And then we got on the boat and then the girl who was so mean to me was with Bim. They like got in a uh, truck together. And I was like, oh, that's probably that, probably that bitch didn't like me too much. Like Bim, she probably liked Bim and Bim wasn't into it. And she probably was like this bitch and Bim probably should have slept with her. She probably would have banged him too. Uh, but yeah, I never heard from Bim. Poor Bim. But he got to see me naked. Not in an attractive way though. You know, in like a hunched over trying to pee, holding my balance and then immediately throwing up afterwards way. So not in a sexy naked way. Um, but that's the name of the episode. It's just going to be poor Bim. And that's just for me and two other people who know exactly what we're talking about. Well, four. I don't, so I wonder where Bim is now telling that story. Um, it's a weird name. So I was trying to look him up. I don't know why I wouldn't like message him and be like, hey, Bim. <laughs> 
but maybe, I don't know, just for comedic purposes. Oh boy, it's good to be back, guys. Thank you for um, being patient with me with my recovery coming back. I lost my voice completely last week. And then again, earlier, uh, man, I just need to slow down and remember Nern Dern in the jungle. Um, yeah, that's the episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, as you know, I have Patreon if you want to join it. Um, I'm, I'm going to get that all up to date. It's on the list for tomorrow, and I'm feeling pretty confident about not being exhausted. Um, I guess it's only like noon on Tuesday. So, but uh, if you want to join Patreon, I have two bonus episodes a month. Um, one with Maggie Mayfield and one with Jeff May, two people who are very funny that I am very grateful I get to be friends of people that I am fans of. Um, so if you want to do that, it helps the show. And uh, I really appreciate it. If not, I love that you listen every week. It means a lot to me. Um, send me your poop scoops. Please send me your poop scoops. Uh, KimCrawlspace at gmail.com. Um, and that is it. Thank you for being here, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Crawl space, crawl space, I'm